There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV And welcome to today's episode of WCN TV. This is Tuesday, November 29th, 2022, almost into December here. You know, there's never any shortage of news items that we can discuss here on the program. And today we have a lot to get through and cover. Um, we're going to be talking about the growing persecution of Christians in America and around the world. You know, it's not just censorship and uh, bullying on social media anymore. Now we have churches and Christian pregnancy resource centers being firebombed and attacked while our so-called justice system continues to do nothing and look the other way. Along with that, our pastors and churches have failed as a whole in their God-given role of being salt and light. At the Great Reset rate, pastors won't say a word about it. Meanwhile, they engage in interfaith dialogue with false religions, uh, which just pushes us even further toward a one world religion. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes, yet relatively few in the church see it. And if they do, they're just biding their time waiting for the rapture to take them out instead of pushing back against the beast system. But pastors should be speaking out. They have tremendous power if only they would use it. They should be equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, but instead they discourage their people from getting involved in anything that they could perceive as being political. Our guest today is going to be speaking on all these topics and more. Uh, Pastor Sharam Hadian is the founder of Truth and Love Ministries, and he's a sought-after speaker who travels throughout North America, addressing the critical issues facing us as believers and Americans. Uh, he's a, a former, uh, well, he's a Christian pastor and a former Muslim uh, he was born in Iran, came to America to escape an oppressive Iranian regime, and he had a powerful conversion to Christianity in 1999. His unique background includes experience as a pastor, police officer, teacher, coach, and servant leader in his community. And, uh, Sharam pro proclaims that we need a courageous generation to rise up in defense of liberty and our God-given rights. America desperately needs revival back to our Christian roots, and it, we need patriot Christian pastors and Americans who will stand in the gap for our nation. 
So you can learn more about Sharam and his uh, ministry at his website. It's TILproject.com. That stands for Truth and Love, TILproject.com. There you go. It's on the screen. So Sharam, welcome. You're looking good. Thank you for coming back on the show. It's been so long. Rob, thank you for having me. It's great to be back with you and uh, always a, a pleasure to be uh, just with the with the viewers and listeners there in your area of the, of the nation. So thank you for having me on. Well, yep, we actually cover more than just our area. We're actually, you know, some usually we have a guy from um, Kenya that watches oh. the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. They're from all over. Um, but uh, anyway, before we get into these topics, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your background and, and introduce yourself to our viewers. Well, uh, thank you for that. As you mentioned, I was originally uh, born in Iran, left there before 1979, before the government was overthrown there. Uh, we fled and came to the States. Um, then back, I, I, it was not until I was 28 years old uh, when um, Christian friends of mine uh, actually shared the gospel with me. They shared Christ with me. And I'd known Christians growing up in the States, but none of them ever shared the gospel with me. And so when they finally did at 28 years old, the Lord got a hold of my life and, 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 and with the working of the Holy Spirit. And I converted to Christianity. I left Islam. I became a Christian in 1999. Then I uh, pursued ministry and became a pastor. And um, subsequently, uh, I've been pastoring since about 2002. And also uh, having a little different background, the Lord took me through law enforcement. I ran for office as, as, uh, as a candidate for legislature and governor in the state of Washington. Uh, I've been a teacher, a coach, um, lots of different things. But all of it uh, has been a pursuit of the kingdom of God. All of it has been the pursuit of just uh, following Christ. And of course, when I left Islam, um, those are your viewers are familiar with the teachings of Islam and you've, they've seen me before. They know that in Islam, that means you become an apostate and it's a death sentence. And so uh, we, we, we joyfully represent the Lord, even though I was disowned by my family and had death, death threats and all that kind of stuff. But it, it, we, we count it all as joy uh, to serve the Lord and to make him known. And then in, in about 2009, 2010, the Lord actually put on my heart this ministry from Ephesians chapter 4, 15, uh, speaking the truth in love. We have to equip the work, the, the, the saints for the work of the ministry. We have to make sure that Christians are not easily deceived, uh, easily tossed about by every, uh, every wind of doctrine and, and trickery and screaming of men, as Paul says in Ephesians 4. So therefore, we ought to speak the truth in love. And really, I knew, Rob, at that time that the Lord was preparing two things in my heart. One, was used this ministry to prepare Christians for coming persecution. That the persecution of Christians, not a, of course around the world, but it, even in the West, was going to be increasing. And secondly, I felt that this was really a ministry for the end times. That this was a ministry to prepare the church for the last days, for the end times. And now we find ourselves, you know, if, if anybody has eyes to see. So that's a, a kind of a, 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 a synopsis of our ministry. We are dealing with, uh, you know, all issues, anything the Bible addresses, we're going to talk on and we're going to address and we're going to try to equip the saints, but also uh, fight for our liberty in our nation. As you mentioned in the introduction, that we ought to have Christians that are engaged in our society, engaged in our in our culture and being salt and light. We have abdicated responsibility. We've abdicated our authority. We've abdicated our role. We are supposed to occupy till the Lord comes. We're not supposed to be escapist. 
as you mentioned in your introduction, and just be waiting for him to come take us home. We're supposed to occupy till he comes. And so that's what we're going to uh, do. That's what our ministry focuses on. And you're certainly not not afraid to do that. You kind of, you do it the way I like. You, you've got the headlines in one hand and the Bible in the other hand as you're, as you're preaching. So Amen. Amen. Um, not afraid to take on what's happening. But um, why don't we just kind of walk through your, your main page here on your website. We can scroll down through that, Jonathan, and, and see what uh, what's on Sharam's website. And yeah, tell, so tell us what we're looking at. You got it. Well, first of all, um, if they want to be connected with us on kind of a weekly basis, we actually have a show that we do now twice a week called Truth Today right here on our website. If they go to our media page or they click on that, that Truth Today tab right there, that's the blue one, uh, that will take us to our live page. And every Tuesday at noon and every Thursday night, uh, Tuesday at noon Eastern time, so it'll be 11 Central time. And then Thursday evenings at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, we do a live show, an hour show. And we have guests, and 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 it is from a, everything's from a biblical perspective, from a biblical worldview. As you mentioned, we 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 also cover a lot of Bible prophecy, uh, but everything from the perspective of um, uh, you know a biblical worldview. There's a lot of uh, sermons that I've done and interviews and lots of things that we upload there. Plus, also on our main page is our Rumble page. So if, if Jonathan go back, yeah, right there. If you go to our Rumble channel, that's where folks can see all of our we archive all of our shows there. Uh, they can subscribe because, of course, you know, Rob, we were kicked off of YouTube. So maybe that's of not course. a surprise if you're going to be truth tellers. We've been deplatformed and we're heavily shadow banned on Facebook. So really right now, Rumble and uh, we may start going back on Twitter, actually. Uh, I used to do Twitter, but now that uh, Mr. Musk is maybe uh, giving some 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 equality, not equity, but equality there. Uh, we may go back on 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 YouTube as well. And they can also check out our events calendar and things like that. And then we have our brand new DVD that I know we're going to be talking about tonight. It's called The Great Pushback. And really, the Lord put this on my heart last this past year uh, in order to counter. Yeah, if you go down there, you see The Great Pushback, the gray one there. They can click on that, go to that, go to that page and read about it. And it's really, again, preparing the end time church to counter the Great Reset. So many churches and pastors refuse to, to talk about the Great Reset, to even explain to Christians what it is and, and how the Great Reset is really the beast system of Revelation 13. It is really the coming Antichrist system that is being set up upon the world right now as we speak. And I believe- well, Honestly, 20- Sharam, I, I kind of yeah. think most, most pastors deny that there even is such a thing. I, I, you're, you're probably right because they're, they're either, I was saying this morning on my program, they're either in the, you know, in the prosperity gospel camp, like Joel Olstein, where it's all about your best life now, or they get into the kingdom now theology camp, which uh, they think that the world is supposed to be Christianized before Jesus comes. So in either camp, uh, because they're, they're, in my opinion, they're an error, they're missing the understanding that no, we are not going to be ushering in the kingdom until Christ comes, but yet we are the kingdom and we're representing that kingdom and occupying, but they're not, I mean, it's incredible. And and Rob, here's a perfect example. The perfect example of how gullible and and naive the church is, is COVID. COVID was the perfect revelation of the condition of the church, particularly in the West, because we saw a utter lack of discernment 
an utter lack of understanding of, of what was going on. They didn't wait on the Lord. They didn't really seek the Lord. They just believed everything the government said. They, they walked, I believe, in fear rather than in faith. And as a result of that, look what happened to the churches and look what happened to Christianity in America. And at a time where the nation needed the churches the most, needed Christians the most to stand in the gap, when people were suicidal and depressed and drug abuse and, and child abuse and domestic violence and everything through the roof, we ought to have been there. So that to me was a perfect example of the condition, sadly, of the majority of our churches and how they're not even looking at Bible prophecy or looking at these things and understanding, by the way, that a global system is not of God, that God is not a God of globalism. God is no a word. God of nations and national sovereignty. So we ought to not be helping to usher in the great reset as if it's something wonderful and good. Yep. They're, they're trying to rebuild Babylon and our pastors are not telling us what's going on here with this great reset. Right. Um, let me put in a, a shameless plug for me. When you go to Rumble, yeah, uh, you search for Truth and Love Ministry, and then, okay, you'll get that. Um, subscribe, but also you can also go there, search for WCN TV, and hit subscribe, and that'd be cool too. So shameless plug for us. But, no, uh, yeah, we abandoned. Uh, well, they abandoned. They they said no more for us on YouTube, so we're on Rumble, um, and I highly recommend it. So, amen. Amen. Thank God for thank God for Rumble. Thank God for some some of these platforms that we can at least still have a voice, you know, because yeah. it's 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 a suppression of the truth, right? As as Romans 1 says, it's a suppression of the truth. And when we suppress the truth, we become futile in our minds, we become darkened in our hearts. The truth sets us free, and that's why we need to speak the truth in love. Right. And that's that's kind of what we're seeing all around the world, and it's uh it's increasing every day. It's crazy. Tell us about what you're seeing as far as um, we, I know we, we talked a little bit uh, back and forth about you know, the growing persecution of true Christians in America and around the world. What are, what are what, you seeing there? Shortly? Well, for, we, you know, um, if you actually, if he, he, he can scroll up to order our DVDs, um, you know, we have a DVD that's called War on Christians. And um, just under the, um, just the order, like if you go in the order tab there, yeah. And so I, the War on Christians DVD that you see there right on the left there, the first one there, there we go. Um, I had been highlighting the growing Christian persecution globally, ideologically speaking, because this was specifically focusing on the rise of Islam and how the connection between the rise of Islam and, and growing Christian persecution. And by the way, growing anti-Semitism. Those were, you know, to me, they're, they're interconnected. So when we were highlighting this, we didn't really focus on governmental persecution this was ideological now with the great reset and with what we saw with the what i believe to be a quote-unquote pandemic not a pandemic what we saw with this whole whole situation last almost three years was the fact that now we are seeing a growing governmental persecution so the great pushback is all about countering and preparing for that governmental persecution because we know the b system ultimately is going to persecute anybody that is a true follower of the God of the Bible, the God of uh, uh, um, the Old Testament, the New Testament, Jesus Christ, Jehovah God. And what we are, what we saw as, as, a, as a kind of a birth pangs in COVID, when you mentioned pro-life Christians being arrested, um, abortion or um, uh, 
pregnancy centers and and uh, uh, pro-life groups being targeted. We saw churches shut down. We saw pastors arrested. By the way, can I ask you, did we see one mosque shut down during COVID? No, did we, we did see, not. In fact, we yeah. saw Muslims in the streets doing their call to prayer. Exactly. So we had, I, I was getting uh, uh, texts and, and, and calls from around the country, people saying, the mosques are busy on Friday during Juma prayers. They're not shutting down. But yet we saw Christian pastors arrested, put on house arrest, uh, uh, threatened, um, like, the you know, here in the U.S., up in Canada, of course, with uh, Arthur Pulaski in, in the uh, province of Alberta. We saw these things. And now, uh, as we speak, you know, we, we saw 87,000 IRS agents. I wonder who they're going to be going after. We mm. saw the fact that, uh, just just as we speak, this bill that's in the Senate, uh, this so-called defense of 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 uh, marriage, but it's all about coming against biblical marriage. It's all about uh, redefining marriage. Redefining marriage. It's all about codifying sodomy and and what the Bible has said. It's an that is an abomination. So uh, we must gear up. That the closer we get, in my opinion, to the implementation of that B system, particularly when you saw in the last few weeks uh, the World Health Organization and the leaders of the world pushing for further digital uh, health passports. We know the digital currency is right around the corner. The G7 nations and the G20 nations uh, have already fully committed to CBDC, central bank digital currency, which Biden, of course, executive ordered in March of 2022. These things are all going to lead to a crackdown, a further crackdown of true Bible-believing, Bible-professing Christians, especially those who refuse to take shots, untested shots, or refuse to succumb to the LGBTQ++ agenda, refuse to allow our children to be indoctrinated by the state and the statist. Um, so I see, and, and and this is, I think, been growing. Now it is upon us. And of course, the, the, the persecution in the U.S. or in the West is nothing, nothing compared to Christians in Nigeria or Christians in Iran or Christians in China, Christians in North Korea, those who are heavily persecuted. But the birth pangs is upon us. And I suspect, again, based on the response to COVID, the majority of our churches are not only equipped for that persecution, but I think they're going to succumb and compromise once the heat gets turned up, once they're forced to, you know, uh, compromise on marriage because now some law has been passed and, well, you know, we're going to, we're, we're just going to have to codify uh, homosexual marriage as most of our churches, you know, kind of do anyway. So I just, I believe that we're in the birth pains. And I believe that we have to continue to equip Christians to be ready to, to stand their ground, stand on their faith, and count the cost, Rob, of, of what it means to follow Christ uh, and, and know that um, we're not here to have the world love us. In fact, we ought to expect the world to hate us the more we get closer to those end days. Well, they are, actually. So, <laughs> so we are getting closer. Um, I want to, you know, sometime we need to do a show on um, 
the clergy response team, if I can find somebody that can speak to that topic. Mm. I'm sure you know all about that. But yes. um, let me go on just a short rabbit trail here, because I know that you're kind of on the front lines of this and you kind of know what's happening. But, you know, for eight years during the Obama reign, um, we heard about Islam every single day. It was in the news. Um, we had terrorist attacks all over the world, especially here in the U.S. And um, suddenly Trump came in and it just stopped or did it. So what's happening there? You know, because we're not really hearing about it like we used to. Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And I would say that when Trump came in, of course, it didn't stop. Uh, they, they, they sort of went behind the scenes a little bit more. We know that from a national security standpoint, the infiltration of the Trump administration, nothing changed because ultimately Trump couldn't and didn't deal with the deep state. Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood still had access to the FBI. Uh, they had access to the White House. Uh, uh, Pence's vice president, uh, Pence's um, uh, religious, you know, he had a, 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 a team on, on fighting for religious freedom. He had members of the Muslim Brotherhood on that team. Um, and again, tr uh, Trump could not label the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization, did not clean house, um, and, and we lost great soldiers in the fight like Phil Haney, who, yep. you know, was, was, was murdered and, and, and made it to, you know, I, there's no way that you're going to ever convince me that he took his own life. So what happened was, um, we, I actually saw under Trump, like, for example, Rob, I would do, I would do a lot of law enforcement training. I would do counterterrorism training for members of law enforcement since I was a police officer and I would do counterterrorism training. Well, actually, under Trump's era, that began to go away, even though he was supposedly had changed out all the uh, U.S. attorneys. The, the, the Justice Department didn't change. The FBI didn't change. The Homeland Security didn't change. Those agencies were still corrupted by what Obama had done. And then now with O'Biden, you know, sorry, I call it the O'Biden administration. Mm -hmm. That's just my term for it. <laughs> now with the O'Biden administration, what you see it, well, first of all, in between that, we had COVID. And as I mentioned, it, the, the whole issue of Islam kind of disappeared. Like, like for me, and, and you know, that was the number one thing I spoke on. And it just dried up because everybody was so fearful and focused on COVID and we're all going to die. And so, but, but do you think the Islamic movement stopped? No, no, no. The Islamic movement globally is fully connected to the World Economic Forum is fully connected to uh, engaging in uh, global governance and, and of course, pushing now, multi, not just interfaith, but multi-faith. Now the concept is, oh, Islam is, is Abrahamic and we have the three great Abrahamic faiths and therefore let's just all get along and we all worship the same God and let's just build these uh, Abrahamic family houses, like the one that's about to be finished right now in Abu Dhabi, where they're going to have a mosque, a synagogue, and a church all on the same property, claiming all the worship the God of Abraham, right in the heart of the Muslim world. By the way, uh, if you look at the the uh, uh, World Cup in, in, in Qatar, um, you see all sorts of violations of religious freedom and political freedom uh, in a supposedly moderate Islamic country like Qatar. So it has not gone away. It's just that they have been good at diverting the focus onto other things 
Meanwhile, they're still engaging what we call a red and green access. The communists, the Marxists, the globalists are still working together with the Islamic movement to implement this global governance, global economy, and one world religion. And Islam is at the, at the center of it. They're right smack dab in the middle of implementing these things. And we can argue later about, about are the globalists going to win or are the Muslims going to win? We'll see what happens. But they're right now working together. Well, they have to because they they both uh, have to bring down America, and they you know that's that's the number one goal of both uh, exactly. both of them. So exactly, exactly. But, because uh, uh, well, one one quick point there, Rob. Uh, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, the lack of understanding. You know, the, in my opinion, as a pastor, everything has to come back to the house of God. Everything has to come back. If I look at America and the condition of America, you got to look at. The church. You got to look at the condition of the church. We don't have enough black robe regiment pastors, those black robe regiment, those patriotic pastors who understand their responsibility to preach the gospel and preach the that the kingdom of God is at hand, but yet uh, also uh, engage in our nation, engage in righteousness and lift up righteousness. Uh, you have all these drag queens and, and he, even here in conservative Tennessee, we have all these drag queens being foisted upon us. And when we stand in the gap, how many pastors show up? Two, three? Where where are the churches? Where are the pastors? So everything comes back to the condition of the church. You're actually doing pretty good if you're getting two or three. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, well, I'm two, of are, <laughs> two of them are from, from our church. So, okay. so two out of three. So really, we only had one other pastor stand with us. But it's it's the point is that uh, the, the, the church is not equipped. The church is not educated. The church is being deceived or deceiving worse oh lord help us uh and therefore not preparing and when we are engaged spiritually in ecumenicalism and interfaith and multi-faith and let's find out how much common ground we have and pushing critical race theory and black lives matter and let's apologize for our white i mean it just goes on and on and on we it, the judgment begins in the house of God and revival and awakening must begin in the house of God. And that's what we're focusing on is to try to wake up at first the remnant and make sure the remnant is alert and awake and then hopefully uh, be able to reach out to a few others and get them, get them on board. Amen. You know, I don't think there's been a time in history when there's been more biblical illiteracy in the world, especially in this country. Um, True. You know, it's it's uh, it's crazy. Tell us about uh, the great pushback, and um, this is your. Uh, now you've got a film on this. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, our brand new DVD. Um, and if uh, if he can. Is there a trailer on the website for that? Uh, there is actually a sneak peek. Uh, I yeah, I think we just put it on that page. If he if he clicks on the uh, the image of the great pushback, I believe we just if I remember right, can you yeah right there. there There's our thirteen minute yeah. There's a 13-minute little sneak peek that they can watch um, that gives it just a little bit of a highlight of, 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 the, of the DVD, which is two hours long. And really, again, um, what, what this came out of, Bible prophecy, it came out of the heart to understand the times and try to put together a, a cohesive explanation of the Great Reset. What is the Great Reset? What is the enemy's agenda? What does Bible prophecy say about these things? And then the second half of the DVD is about the response. How do we push back? And of course, it's predicated upon the fact that even though I believe very clearly that these events 
one world government, one world economy, one world religion, the great reset, the new world order, even though these things must eventually happen for a short time during the tribulation, the seven year tribulation, I'm not sure of the timing. And the question is, uh, of course, COVID did everything to, you know, rapidly move them along. COVID, I, I mean, I think that they were shocked. The enemy was shocked at how easy COVID was in compliance, global compliance, uh, lockstep as the Rockefeller Foundation uh, 2011 exercise uh, was preparing for uh, the event 201 that they did in November uh, or in October of 2019 that basically war game the same thing they yeah, launched basically, two months later. Uh, you know basically went, went exactly as planned didn't it? it went exactly as planned exactly so i their agenda has accelerated my prayer is that this is not yet the lord's timing and i'm believing that there is a pushback but as i said this morning on my show i think that this year 2023 coming up is going to be pivotal because right now we see all the evidence that the globalists are ready to massively implement the Great Reset, and all that means globally, which ultimately is Agenda 2030. It's interesting right now, even with China, when you look at the protests that the Western media is not covering, even the Chinese that have been browbeat into compliance are now going, hmm, maybe we better push back. Maybe we better stand up and do something before we're annihilated. And the other piece of the puzzle, of course, is this whole depopulation piece that Christians are having a real hard time with. They just cannot imagine that these globalists would want to depopulate us and kill us off to get to bring the world down to one or two billion people. So uh, the solution is the revival. I believe the solution begins with me, with you, with men, with women, with pastors in our families. What, what, what the Lord has played on my heart is the need for the awakening and the revival amongst his people. And if we awaken and 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 the Lord revives us, renews our faith, renews our, our conviction to stand and push back and not be so easily succumbed like we saw in the last three years, then I believe there is yet a, a window, a time for us to resist this agenda, which eventually is going to happen. But the question is when. So uh, it is just, it's, it's a lot of content, but it really hopefully will motivate and encourage. And also one other piece that we have in there that, that I've been working on for a number of years, Rob, and that is I believe we need to have alternative systems in place. I emphasize that at the end of the DVD, uh, what we've been working on here in East Tennessee, what I was working on when I lived in the Northwest, uh, what I've tried to implement in places like Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, uh, Texas, other places where we have been able to work with some pastors and churches to say we need Christians, we need believers to come together and begin to prayerfully ask the Lord for divine revelation for how do we set up an alternative marketplace, food sources, food supplies? Because do we see the writing on the wall? Do we see the manufacturer shortages? Do we see the culling of, of animals? Do we see uh, lab-grown meat? Do we see bugs and, and, and you know, let's make hot dogs? You know, do we see them buying up farmland and destroying nitrogen and destroying our ability to grow food? Do we see the writing on the wall? And therefore, connecting with local farmers, local ranchers, people growing their own food, coming together in community, uh, barter system, other forms of currency, uh, looking at alternative to communications. Just in China, I was covering this morning. Sorry, I'm talking too long. Um, 
very quick, I'll, and then I'll turn it back to you. Uh, you saw what, what what even Apple did. Apple shut down uh, the the connectivity of of cell phone uh, users in China, so they couldn't broadcast out. That's what they're going to do to us. You don't think if they're doing that to China, they're not going to do it to us? They did it in Australia, they did it in New Zealand, they did it in Canada. Why wouldn't they do it to us here in the United States? So we have to have alternative education systems, Christian schools, Christian homeschooling. We need to have alternative healthcare systems. And we've been working on those as well. So we've been working on practical things to pr help prepare God's people for some of the days ahead. Because if we don't have these things in place, Rob, people are going to easily succumb to the B system once it's fully implemented. Um, and then, of course, we know ultimately there's going to be coming that mark of the beast. Well, I think people are anyway, but, um, you know, it's, we do need to prepare. That's, it's, uh, we've had people on the show uh, speaking about um, um, networking with alternative ways to get food. Um, we've had, uh, and I know that there are pockets of, of organizations out there dealing with alternative healthcare um, mm -hmm. systems. What we need is some sort of a centralized network where all these people can get together so that, I mean, we can cover this nationally because it's, it's, it's going to be tough. And what happens, Shram, when we get to, when they roll out the digital currency and we've got all these people out of, I mean, I, I believe in, um, um, collecting silver mm -hmm. <laughs> if you can. But really, what good is the silver going to do you when you're not allowed to use it and nobody wants it? They don't want the, you go to barter. They don't want to. They don't want a silver eagle. They want a bottle of booze, probably. You know. <laughs> so yeah, really. I mean, what what would what do we do financially at that point? Well, I think that's the that's the big huge question, and I think that's where we need wisdom from the Lord um, until the Lord comes for us and as we're occupying we need wisdom to know how to push back of course the best solution is push back so that those things are not yet implemented if we can mm -hmm. push back against the implementation of digital currency against uh uh moving away from of course i, I think it's inevitable that that uh, the the uh, most of these nations are moving away from us backed anything and uh, Russia is 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 doing very well with backing their ruble with gold. China, of course, you know, so they're taking care of their nations, but we're not here in the in this nation because we have, you know, uh, uh, traitors. We have treasonous individuals running this government, and um, at the highest levels of our government, in my opinion. And as I said, uh, it's an Obiden re regime uh, that is running us, not those who are loyal to this nation. So I think we're looking at we're looking at. Uh, uh, practically things that they can barter with and, and thinking outside the box. Like you said, not just gold and silver, but things that they can stock up that would be commodities that they can barter with. I think that, uh, I, you know, I've done a lot of studying of underground systems. I, I, I've done a lot of studying of underground church systems uh, and networks in Iran, of course, which has a huge underground church movement in places like China that has a huge underground church movement. And also I've done a lot of studying of uh, underground systems in World War II, um, in Poland during the 1980s when they were fighting the communists. And there is always a way, I just feel like there's always a way that's made where even though things are quote unquote illegal, th this is where, and just a side note here, take a quick rabbit trail. This is where we actually have a new presentation coming out 
uh, that is, is focused on the importance of obeying God rather than man and consecrating ourselves to, to the Lord uh, uh, when the two are clashing. And I think part of persecution, part of the government persecution that I mentioned and the government coming after us is going to be just like during COVID where we should have understood that churches should not have complied with the edict of governor so-and-so or mayor so-and-so. And now with uh, Biden, that they want to keep the emergency powers going on and on and on and on. There's, there comes a time where we must obey God rather than man. And so if they outlaw cash or other forms of currency, in my opinion, that is a moment we say, we don't care what you outlawed. We're going to do what God has called us to do, what is righteous. And I believe that it is righteous then to be able to barter, buy and sell however we can to take care of our families, to take care of other Christians, to take care of one another. So I think there will be an underground system. I think there'll be a black market system like there always has been. Um, and it, it, you know, as I've studied in, in these in these scenarios, um, but we need the creativity. Uh, how amazing would it be if we could have our own, uh, some sort of our own banking system that was not digital currency? How come we haven't done that? How come we haven't had smart people? So I love your idea, Rob, is that we need to get together a national coalition. There are people out there that are working on this individually, but it seems like nobody wants to come together and say, let's come together and pool our resources. Stop turf fighting. And to me, it doesn't matter if it's my idea or your idea. Yeah. I want to see it implemented so we can take care of people. So we ought to be pushing for that. Bring smart people together bring people that have resources together and then say, and we're trying to do that here in East Tennessee with our limited resources. But if we can do that nationally with some bigger names that have greater resources, boy, how amazing would that be? Uh, because we should have already had our own uh, banking system. We should have already had our own healthcare system by now. We should have already seen the writing on the wall of what the medical system was really like. We should have already had and have up and running uh, our own education system so that we don't keep handing our children over to the status to, to indoctrinate them. Then we wonder why they turn out the way they are. So um, it, it's a big hill to climb. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not naive. Um, we're late in the game. We are very late in the game. But I still believe that it is something that the Lord is, is, is desiring. And so I'm still advocating for it and I'll work with anybody that is also advocating for 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 some other ways to be able to navigate these days that are coming. Well, uh, Sharam, I want to talk about your declaration um, also with the people. But first, uh, anyone in our audience have any questions? We're speaking with Sharam Hadian. Any questions or comments? Now is now is your chance. Clay, how are you doing? It's good to see you, Clay. Hey, good to see y'all. I just got a call, man. I just wanted to say thank you for all that y'all do. The Wisconsin Christian News, Rob, uh, you're you're on the front lines, and Sharam Hadian, I love you, brother. Uh, in this time that we're in, uh, you know, we're trying to wake people up, and uh, somebody's got to stand up for what's right, and they're going to have to be martyrs, probably in order to wake everybody else up and you two are two of the men that i can vouch for y'all are 
y'all are willing to to put it all on the line and i believe well, you're on the team too Clay. All the way brothers you're on the team too and i admire what you do yes sir and i just want to say thank you thank you for this program and thank you for all that you do and if you're not a subscriber to wisconsin christian news please please help rob pew out and and subscribe to that and uh watch truth in love uh with sharam hadian go to his website and support him in any way that you can this patriot network that he has started up is very 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 important and we hope that we can expand this patriot network all the way across the country thank you brothers thank you clay and thank by you. the way we did not pay for clay's endorsement <laughs> <laughs> thank so. you clay god bless you brother man you're 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 just in the fight you i i so appreciate clay's uh just humility and humbleness but he's right in the front lines and uh love you too brother thank you for all that you're doing and it's an honor to link up you know with coach dave and clay and salt and light ministries and you rob and all the all these folks uh you know we need to stand together there there is you know there are few voices i mean let's be real it, it is a very small remnant that is standing but but praise god that the lord can use a remnant so uh it's an honor to be in the fight with all you guys so why don't we get into um if uh jonathan if you go to uh tillproject.com and then uh slash declaration let's let's Sharam, tell us about your declaration of dependence on God. Well, that, th th just, yeah, let me uh, kind of take one step back and kind of how we got here. So I had been talking to a pastor friend of mine out in Washington State. Um, he was in a, in, a, in, a, in a small town there, you know, about 15,000 people. I mean, I guess that's not too small, but, uh, you know, a decent sized little town. Um, and I believe, I believe from what I, he told me during COVID, he was the only church that stayed open um certainly up front within the first two three four months and when he was open initially he was getting actually browbeat and, and and criticized by the other churches for how can you not be loving and how can you you know we, we mm -hmm. need to love people you know all that kind of stuff that we heard so uh he was you know as 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 um you know 2021 came around and then early 2022 and all of a sudden now we're kind of going back to quote unquote normal and, and whatever that looks like, which, you know, we know we're, we're not in normal. This is not going away. Um, he, he was very frustrated and he was like, how do we communicate and how do we get the churches and how do we get Christians to be different the next time around? Because we're fully anticipating that there's going to be the next time around. I mean, that's why they just said in Indonesia that we need the digital health passports for the next pandemic. That's what they said, because they're mm -hmm. going to plan the next pandemic and the next one and the next one and the next one. So, um, well, right in the middle of this, uh, right in about May of this year, um, I've been preparing uh, and, and was preparing to give a message uh, leading up to 4th of July to Independence Day on the Declaration of Independence. Well, the, the way that the Lord did it was uh, one day I was in prayer and the word independence, because one of the criticisms of the founders is, oh, they were somehow in rebellion to God. That when they declared their independence, they were rebelling against God. Well, what the Lord uh, did as a visual is I saw the word independence and it's like all of a sudden the word separated and I saw the word in and the word dependence. And the more that I looked at the, the preamble to the declaration of independence that was signed on July 2nd, 1776, the more I saw their dependency on God, 
the more I saw that they had no choice but to 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 declare separation, that they they were ultimately separatists, that they knew that they're in this world but we're not of this world. So from that came the idea of 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 putting together this declaration of dependence on God, where we are committing, and of course a lot of it has to do with the response to COVID. The preamble, if you can scroll down a little bit, I don't know if your your people can see it, but the preamble has to do with being in the last days, the B system, and and, and the response to um, the, uh, you can see there, arbitrary, unconstitutional, unbiblical orders um, that that put followers of Jesus Christ at odds with our master and head of the church because he commanded us to not forsake the assembly of the believers. And what we said here is, look, the past is the past. You can't change what you did before, but you can choose to do it differently the next time around. And so therefore, because of our authority from God, because of our authority from the First Amendment, you see, because of the fact that during COVID, we saw civil representatives transgress lawful authority to degrees that we never imagined, we came up with these seven commitments. And they're on the screen there, and we will advance the cause of Christ and will not compromise. Uh, We uphold the Constitution. We refuse to conform to and condone any unconstitutional mandates or decrees. We refuse to close down our churches, businesses, and our meeting centers. We refuse to push. Now, this is interesting because we saw a lot of Christian churches and denominations pushing medical treatments like masks and shots as somehow a spiritual or Christ-centered act. So we wrote this saying we refuse to push any medical treatment as being a spiritual or Christ-like responsibility or as safe and effective. If you want to put on a mask or put on 10 masks, be my guest, but don't tell me that Jesus was for masks or Jesus was for the shots, as we were told during COVID. We even, you know, we've even had, um, I don't know if this is true everywhere, I, I assume it is, but we had multiple churches opening up as vaccination centers. Um, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, yeah about, exactly. Talk, talk it, about- it seems to me this is all fear driven. And um, and that's that's really the purpose of the mask. It doesn't do anything for anyone's health. It actually harms your health. Exactly. But um, the purpose of the mask is to remind us to be afraid. It's a visual reminder, a physical reminder that we need to be afraid and we need to obey and we need to follow the government edicts and health, you know, the county health official, whatever they say. And um yeah, exactly, Rob. Exactly. And so that's why we put together this document that is really between you and the Lord. I mean, it, it's it's not I mean, we, we do have a signatory page. So um if he can go back to the um the declaration the 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 up at the top there and if you scroll down, um yeah, or yeah, just sign, yeah, click on that sign the declaration and, and then I'll just take you to the form. And if, if people want to sign it, we're and, and one of the things that we did with this, Rob, is we didn't want just pastors because a lot of these are just we just want pastors. No, we made this for all believers. You're a mom. You're a dad. You're a ministry leader. You're a business owner. You're a health professional. You are a law enforcement. Uh, you're an elected official. Anybody that is a believer that wants to make their declaration to the God of the Bible and say, Lord God, from now on. By the way, I don't know if you saw one of our bullet points was we will not rely on government funds to feed. feed uh, I, um, I'm trying to remember how we worded it because we worded it very carefully. Yeah, let's go back it, and look at that. I, I was looking at that before we left it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he goes back, yeah, if you go down there and keep going, look, look at bullet point number six. We will not be financially dependent on government by relying on them for aid to sustain the ministry we trust God to provide for. Now, this was a very touchy one because a lot of churches and a lot of Christian ministries took PPP money mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, and businesses. And we were like, okay, maybe you didn't know, maybe you didn't understand, maybe you didn't really, you know, but what we ought to do moving forward is not fall for it again, is not be financially dependent on the government to provide for a ministry that God has called us to steward. So if God's called us to shepherd the church, if God's called us to steward a parachurch ministry, if God's called us to steward our business, then how about we try to trust God and not be dependent? Because what, how do they use the money? They use the money for control. They use the money to say, oh, so but wait a second, they're the ones who shut us down. They're the ones who caused the harm. They're the ones who put us in that position by these unconstitutional, immoral edicts. In Washington state, they kept the pot shops open, the liquor stores open, the abortion clinics were essential, uh, Target and Walmart and Costco and all the big box stores were essential, but churches were not essential and Christian schools were not essential. Come on, that should have been our moment. So this declaration is really the preparation for what is coming. We can't change what we did the last two and a half years. I hope we repent. I hope we can say, Lord, forgive us. But really, it's to prepare for what is coming. So really, the signatory aspect of it is, hey, we're, we, you know, we're, we're, we're compiling the list. We're trying to say, look, we have these Christians that are standing. And one of the things we're doing, Rob, is if any group wants us to come into their area, what we're, what we're willing to do is come in and we do a solemn assembly, a Joel 2.15 solemn assembly, where we, I've, I've already done this. We did it in the church in Western Washington. We've done it in our church here in uh, East Tennessee at Patriot Church. We've done it at a couple other churches where we come together and we have a time of worship and prayer, a teaching time. And Joel 2.15, calling believers to a sacred assembly, to a time of prayer and fasting to say, Lord God, from this moment on and given the volatility of the days ahead, the only way we can navigate through the days ahead is to have absolute 100% dependency on you for everything. And on one another, of course, because God puts other people in our lives, but ultimately on God. So we are uh, calling for churches to put together these sacred assemblies, even if we don't come out. Put together a, a, a sacred assembly. Put together a Joel 2.15 sacred assembly and get your congregation, get your people to make a verbal spiritual commitment to God. And I believe it will bring blessing and protection as we commit ourselves to God. Because what are we doing? We're consecrating ourselves to God. I believe so too. Man, Sharon, we got to get this information out to as many as we can. Um, and again, folks, I would encourage you to get that uh, get that film, um, the, the great pushback um, that Sharama has available on his website. Amen. So, Amen. I wish we had Thank time you. to watch that 13 minute clip, but we just don't. <laughs> but you guys can watch it, at, you know, after this. Just yeah. click right there. There it is. Yeah. So. Amen. But, uh, amen. Amen. You know. You know, you you talked about the um, all the PPP money that went out, and yes, a lot of churches did take that. Um, that was also kind of a, a jump start for the hyperinflation that that was coming our way that we we had no idea of in in March of 2020. Um, but 
on average, uh, you know, I looked this up, um, prices on all goods and services increased by 14% just this year alone. And one source said, even if prices stop increasing altogether right now, the inflation that's already occurred is going to cost the average American household an extra $9,000 in the next year. Oof. So Wow. Wow. And, and Rob, we haven't even seen the real hit yet. I mean, that's the concerning thing is that when you look at the shortage of fuel, like this winter, um, what Western yeah, Europe is going to Yeah, we're, we're kind of, you know, there's, I don't, I really don't want to be in the fear mongering camp, but um, right. this situation with the rail strike is mm -hmm. probably going to be happening pretty darn soon. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. You know, the way, the way, even, there are 12 railroad unions. If one union doesn't agree to the thing, none of them would agree to it. Right. So um, it's it's very likely that that's going to happen. And that's how we move our coal, among other things, um, which is how we heat our houses, which is how we get our electricity for our Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You know, for all these electric vehicles, right? You know, coming. I suppose, Jerome, that you, you plug your Tesla into a, something that's powered by coal at some point stage of the end of the game so it's, uh... <laughs> yeah yeah you know it, it, it's amazing the again the, the futility the futility of the minds the darkening of the hearts how foolish society is how foolish the narrative of course they're using climate alarmism uh the the, the whole as i mentioned earlier the whole depopulation aspect of what's going on um if, if people have a chance and I'm not trying to do a plug. I don't know if you agree with it or not, but I watched Died Suddenly. If people have a chance to watch that, uh, at least watch it and just mm -hmm. you know see what you think. But it was it was you know very compelling. Um, I, I think this morning I saw it was it's been watched like ten point something million times on Rumble, and this thing ought to be a game changer. But one of the things that was so sad at the end of it was they were talking about the, the, the drop in birth rate. One, because they were seeing all the uh, miscarriages for those particularly who had been vaccinated. But secondly, Rob, it was the fact that uh, the, the, the people that couldn't have children weren't having children. So- um, Yeah, the jab causes sterility. The sterility, exactly. Yeah. And, and yet, why are we surprised when Bill Gates has been run out of India and several African nations for inoculations, vaccines, sterilizing women. This is not the first time they've been doing this. So uh, we need to wake up. And, and one of the things that, that I talk about recently is this kind of denial and naivety within Christians. They just can't seem to understand how evil this global agenda is, the transhumanism. The days of Noah, we ought to be paying attention to these things. Mm -hmm. These should be helping someone to go, wow, you know, light bulbs should be coming on. These are all coming together. They're converging uh, and they want pain. Look at what they're doing to people in China. They want pain. They want to call humanity. They want to be able to reduce the population. So, but praise God that the Lord is sovereign over this planet that God is only, I was saying this this morning on my show, throughout history, whether in the time of Noah, he had to intervene so that Satan could not 
corrupt human DNA to the point where the Messiah could not be brought forth, whether it was during the time of Babel and Nimrod, the Tower of Babel, whether, of course, with Christ coming and intercede, you know, and 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 intersecting into humanity, you know, into society and into the world to bring us our salvation and uh, the redemption, uh, or whether it's now. We know that some of these things, these things will happen for a short period of time, but the Lord will intervene. So we have to stop buying the lies. The number of Christians that I see buying the climate, uh, you know, alarmism lie or all the other stuff, uh, come back to the truth, open our eyes, pray, Lord, earnestly lead me in the truth. That's my prayer every day. Lord, Holy Spirit has promised that he will lead his people into all truth. So let's pray that way. And I believe the Holy Spirit will do its, his job if we're receptive to receive what the Spirit is saying. Absolutely. All we need to do is be willing. Um, he's not hiding anything from us. So Amen. We just Amen. need to be willing. And Amen. Uh, it, 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 it saddens me to see so many Christians being so deceived and with no leadership, uh, with pastors like Sharam out there giving them some guidance. They're getting their guidance from CNN. But, you know, God is really patient. I I do believe that some of these things we talked about today are imminent, but he's mm -hmm. really patient with us. Yeah. If, you're lucky I'm not God because I would have taken this all out a long time ago. Right. But, um, you know, I was in uh, Colorado in July when the um, Charger Guidestones came down. Mm. And I watched multiple videos of that. And of course, the mainstream media was telling us it was vandalism and an explosion. But um, I watched a lot of different angles of that thing. And that certainly looked like lightning strike to me. I think God took those things out. I agree. I agree 100%. I agree. And and Clay knows. Clay was down there. They were down there praying uh, yep. with uh, Coach Dave. And there's a lot of believers. I actually know other believers who just like within two or three weeks were down there praying. People had been fasting because it was an absolute, just like, by the way, just like what just happened in Egypt at the COP27 summit where they had those individuals who are the interfaithers go up mount sinai with their new climate 10 commandments what an offense to god so god is patient but boy how much more of this is he gonna i mean we know again we know we know that certain things must happen and he's going to obviously uh you know allow this antichrist system to be implemented for that period of time but boy uh praise god when he intervenes and i believe that the georgia guy stones was that because people of christians have been praying and actually yep. uh, calling for that. And, and this is, by the way, it's a lesson in imprecatory prayers. One of the things we don't teach in the body of Christ is we don't teach imprecatory prayers. We, we have this view that, oh, it, it's somehow wrong for us. I'm not saying pray for the people to be destroyed, per se. I'm saying you pray for the demonic spirit, the, the spirit that is behind this these things to be to be the Lord to bind them or, or bring them down or tear them down or, or, or destroy them. So uh, when that happens, it's a sign. To me, the Georgia Geistons was that sign. Roe v. Wade, Roe mm -hmm. v. Wade was a sign, was a glimmer of hope that, look, 
if there is any justice in the land, it is because there is a small remnant of God's people that are still standing in the gap. And, and, and if God would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah for 10 righteous, even one, how much more is he being patient with us in this nation and, and in this time? So that's why I believe that there's an opportunity for this pushback against these globalists and the globalist agenda, but not if his people don't act, not if we don't rise up and have the leadership and the direction uh, spiritually to uh, to recognize what's going on and be, even be aware of it. I mean, yeah, just be aware of it. Be aware because you, you can't pray if you're not aware of it. You can't pray for for the Lord to move and expose if you're not even aware of how evil um, these individuals are and, and yeah. what, what the enemy is doing. So and pray for were, that wake up. Yeah, those were just two examples that should have gotten our attention. Um, I know they got our attention. They should have got a lot of people's attention, a lot of Christians' attention. Um, Amen. To let us Amen. know that uh, uh, we better, you know, get our act together. Anyway, Amen. folks, we are out of time. Um, go to Sharam's website, tilproject.com. You'll find all the resources there. You can check them out on Rumble too and Sharam. It's been, it's been, it just really went fast. Uh, sorry, we didn't have more time, but um, uh, we will have you back in the near future. So Amen. thanks for it's, being here. Thank you, Rob. It's such a blessing, such a blessing. It's an honor. And uh, Lord bless all of your viewers and what you're doing, Rob. And uh, look forward to being on with you next time. Okay, take care. We'll see you next time.